It's whenever you're listening to this, and you know what that means. It's time for the Wrestle Wharf AEW weekly podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Damien Gibson. And joining me, as always, is the King of Marks, the man that when he speaks, neckbeards better fucking listen, otherwise there's going to be trouble. His name is Paulie T, fresh off, getting back into WWE yesterday. <laughs> How are you, my man? <laughs> Oh dear! Immediately well, put Paul offside. It's a really good uh, rule of uh, podcasting, guys. If you're starting thinking of starting a podcast, make sure you put your friend and co-host offside within the first forty seconds of the podcast. <laughs> thanks for not bringing that up. But uh, look, honestly, aside from all that, I must say that I'm I'm relieved. I'm feeling relieved that finally we don't have to deal with this. Will he, won't he, will he, won't he shit anymore? Because finally we found out that Samoa Joe is all elite. <laughs> uh, we and, did. and Will Ayuda is all elite too. Although, was, it, was he not? Yeah, I, it, was, it was announced that he's finally all elite. But considering he's been wrestling every week for the last six months, I thought he'd be, he'd be, he was already signed on, card-carrying member of the clan. But, oh, I didn't mm. mean to say clan. <laughs> not that clan. With a C, not a K. <laughs> but apparently it's news that he's now officially part of the roster. Well, oh, it's news because he's big Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor guy, star. He's the, uh, what's he's it called? Pure. The, the, fr- the free will champion, the pure champion. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, watching that uh, that that match under those rules. That was great. Well, usually I was going to say usually in our intro we will ask each other what we've been watching wrestling wise outside of AEW, and I think this week we're kind of cheating because we'll both talk about Ring of Honor Supercard or Supercard of Honor, um, which is now technically AEW. It's all very confusing, but. Um, Man, what a surprisingly well, maybe you weren't surprised, but I was so pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this pay-per-view for a, a card that had a lot of names on it that I wasn't overly familiar with. What did you what did you, you well, I know you watched it because I saw it yesterday. <laughs> what, what did you think of it? I was very impressed. Um I mean there were probably um Three matches that were um, like outstanding. So uh, uh, I think Swerve and um, uh, oh, damn it, that's one of those guys that actually is coming to the uh, the World Series you know, tour in Australia. Um, can you look it up while I'm while I'm Alex Zane. here? Alex Zane, yes, so that that was a brilliant match. Um, uh, the tag match with the Briscoes and FTR was fucking amazing. Yeah. Is it, um, does it automatically go into the top 10 of tag team matches of all time? Uh, look, uh, I'm not, 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 not sure necessarily if I'd uh, stick a number on it, but I mean, for a 30 minute, 30 minute, hard hitting, brutal, really tough, really even, evenly paced, just wonderful tag team wrestling match. I was so impressed. So impressed. I, I um, I mean, we both obviously love wrestling. There is a tendency for for myself, I think, more than you, to get a little restless with longer matches unless they are executed absolutely perfectly, and that's more on me than the performers. I just got a fucking short attention span. But um, 
although I love test cricket, so <laughs> I'm a riddle wrapped in an enigma. Uh, but this match, I didn't, I, I didn't even realize it went for 30 minutes until I was reading about it afterwards, like Agreed. just reading other yeah. people's reviews. I was like, oh fuck, did they go for 30 minutes? That did not, didn't feel like it, no. feel like that at all. And um, I'm not special for liking FTR, but I feel like I had, I feel like there was a period of time there, especially when I was doing the pod with Matt a little bit, where FTR weren't really being pushed. Uh, in AW for a little while, and I was kind of a little frustrated with that because I, I mean, I know not everyone can be pushed at all times, but I just, they are just so good at everything, <laughs> at everything to do with tag team wrestling. Um, I don't know if you saw because uh, I got really obsessed with checking out their Twitter and stuff afterwards that they both had uh, Brett the Hitman Hart socks on under their boots while they were wrestling that match which i just thought was a beautiful little nod to i mean this is what AEW does right like it was obviously a, a professionally taken photo i don't know whether they put those socks on like i don't think they would have wrestled in those socks <laughs> but um they were like let's put our brett socks on we'll take a photo we'll put it up on twitter because brett's showing up on dynamite on wednesday and it'll yeah. just it'll just be a little easter egg for the for the marks you know like there was another one actually that they um, they put up. Uh, maybe you saw that too, where, where which was um, uh, I can't remember the, uh, the, the 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 words that they posted, but it was something like uh, how we felt after a thirty minute match with the Briscoes, and there were two photos. One where they were just like absolutely stuffed, just lying down, mm. you know, breathing heavily. Another one when they were drinking from bottles of wine directly. <laughs> yeah, it looked like they were necking bottles of red wine, which, yeah. uh, I mean, it's fun, but uh, Jesus, you'll feel that the next day if you're, <laughs> if you're sculling bottles of red wine like they're stubbies. Um, Suzuki wins the um, the World Television Championship when yes, he was added to, to the card at the Minoru last minute. Suzuki, that's so great! Yeah, amazing. I mean, that would be enough to get me to tune into Ring of like a, a weekly Ring of Honor product alone. But um, for me, it was more the people like you know Suzuki. I know a bit now through his stuff on Impact and AEW, which I feel really embarrassed that I didn't know more about him before that. But that's just been my journey with with him but it was guys like Rhett and even John Gresham a bit and and maybe the Briscoes it was more of the ring of honor you know in inverted comments talent that really impressed me on the night I mean not to I hope that doesn't come across condescending but the, I was really blown away Bandito is another one that I'd heard a lot about but had not really seen any I mean just a mate just phenomenal Chavo in that match as well is Chavo Guerrero not the fucking greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, I just, I cannot rave about <laughs> this pay-per-view more than I, I just, I, do we know if Tony booked this? Did Tony book this pay-per-view? I, I, I can't see anyone else doing it. Yeah. I mean, he was doing the media and media scrum and stuff like he did. Yeah. Right. So I assume it would, would have been, um, in conjunction with with the talent, but yeah, like uh, Woods versus Yuta was a really good match as well. I mean, I'm so close to being a Yuta fan, a week away from saying I don't get it with Willie Yuta. It's not funny. Yeah, that um, was a brilliant match too. Yeah, for sure. I was quite surprised to see um, Chavo because um, 
uh, he did um, some work on Young Rock, and which meant that he was away from AEW because he was doing some management for a while. Hmm. And then um, all of a sudden, he was um, his you know his photo disappeared from the roster section. He was like, "Oh, that's news for me." Like, I didn't know that I was no part of the group. <laughs> didn't know that I was no longer part of the group. Uh, and then he's back again. So I guess Tony's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> oh. That's interesting. That's like the closest I've heard to a WWE story with AEW of someone being booted off the roster and not being told about it. And yeah, I don't know what 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 happened there, but it seems like things have been patched up, which I, is good. Man, I barely remember Chavo in AEW. He was. I did. He came in with Andrade for right. a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I think Chavo's a pretty busy dude. I think he does a lot of stuff in Hollywood. I know he was the wrestling coordinator for Glow, the show Glow. Yeah, yeah. Marin and he was and doing he was, Yeah, he was doing the same thing with um uh the, for Young Rock for the wrestling show right. you know uh scenes in yeah. Young Rock. You know what? Uh this is really embarrassing, but I watched the first season of Young Rock and I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It's embarrassing because I know it's not an overly great show, but I it you know have you watched Heels? No, and I love Stephen Amell because he played the Green Arrow for nine years, and I watch all of those CW <laughs> DC shows. Hunt's in that. Yeah, I know. I know. And McFoley. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's like it's like a TV show made for Damien Gibson. So I, I I don't know why I haven't got around to it yet. There's just so much TV, man. And then when you get a part, you know this. Once you get a partner, you've got to find shows that you can both watch. And I watch so much wrestling like when i'm not watching wrestling i really have to make an effort to try and watch stuff that kelly wants to watch with me as well because at this stage i'm watching 10 to 12 hours of wrestling a week <laughs> my wife likes watching heels <laughs> oh really yeah. uh, maybe i can get kelly into heels she yeah, likes seeing pun- you know who kelly is obsessed with looks wise adam cole I'm starting to find myself turning to Tony Schiavone a little bit in the apartment. <laughs> yeah, he's got greasy. He needs to wash his long, greasy hair, Kelly. Gross. <laughs> um, For my wife, it's Bailey Smith from the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, but that the mullet, it's gross. <laughs> anyway, um, my uh, look. We could literally sit here and talk about how much we loved Supercard of Honor for the whole show. I just really want to point out how uh, much respect I gained for Jay Lethal by the end of this pay-per-view. He was essentially the star of this pay-per-view, even though John Gresham was really the one getting the push. And he's one of those guys that I've kind of just always missed you know, like he'll be in a promotion and then I'll come to the promotion as a fan and then he's moved on to another promotion. I just never really caught up with him as a as a talent. I know the other WrestleWolf, Matt, loves him because Matt's an impact dude um, and loves Jay Lethal, but uh, he's amazing. I mean, I'm not saying anything that people don't already know, but I was just like, oh, well, I mean, I'd loved his work on AEW so far, even though it's sort of really not gone anywhere, but even that, led into his heel turn. Sorry, spoilers, guys, uh, at Supercard of Honor um, and set up the moment of the night, which is uh, who was it that came down? I can't. 
there's a big star that came down at the end, and I'm just uh, Samoa Joe. Yeah, it was Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget that man. It was fucking Samoa Joe. Uh, and um, yeah, holy shit! I mean, I that was I literally popped on the couch because I just assumed that Joe would go to AEW. Did not not in a thousand moons did I think that he would show up on. Well, if he was going to show up on Ring of Honor, it wouldn't be the Supercard of Honor. And um, I just want this show to start. I just want the Ring of Honor show to start. I can't wait. I want to watch Wheeler Yuta wrestle. I mean, yeah, they've they've really um, done well to uh, spark to, to to create some spark and and uh, get us. Ooh. <laughs> set up some nice stories for the uh, the beginning of the new a new weekly show. I was very impressed. Have you? I mean, we kind of touched on it briefly last week, but what do you think? Should it be a closed shop in the sense of like when people go to Ring of Honor, that's it? You only see them on Ring of Honor, or should we have all of the roster floating between the three? Ah, shows share and share alike. I mean, it does make it pretty exciting to know it. Like, <laughs> I mean, CM Punk has to show up on Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. <laughs> Has to, but then you you also don't want to waste him on a crowd of four hundred people, or maybe you do. Um, I I think uh, at one point uh, I heard commentators say that there were two thousand in the room. So oh, really? Now it might have been a WWE two thousand is actually twelve hundred, but I don't know. But they yeah they said two thousand. I was thinking it was just a few hundred, but yeah, that's what um, it looked like to me. Yeah, um, and uh, I did notice that the. Like the camera, the way that the camera was positioned, um, it, it made it hard to tell because the, the the talent came off, came from side of stage and then down the ramp, through the crowd, and then straight into the ring. But we we never got to see what was on behind, like the other side on the on the hard cam side. Yeah, yeah, it was the traditional camera angle for Ring of Honor where you don't really see the audience that much. Um, so I suppose we don't really know, but it felt it felt like half a thousand, like 500, 600 maybe. But anyway, whatever, 2,000. There would have been a lot of people that bought that pay-per-view. I think that pay-per-view would have done really well. Um, I don't think there's probably – I mean, that's enough superlatives to have been heaped on Supercard of Honor, right? Is there anything else in the pay-per-view that we've missed out that you wanted to talk about? Nah. That's covers, um, that covers it well. Uh, oh, for a second, I was going to say, do we want to talk about WrestleMania? But I really don't. Um, even as something else we watched, I know we both watched it, but I, I literally don't have an, any opinions on it. I'm just numb. Um, do we have any corrections? For, we only recorded a few days ago. I feel like we're actually maybe starting to <laughs> do some research and not get things wrong. But do we have any corrections from? Uh, I, uh, unless I just don't know it, then uh, the answer is uh, no. I think, oh, well, uh, well think done, it, us. I think the um, slid through okay this time, last time. We've got a little bit of news. Uh, looks like the Briscoes on the back of that scintillating match uh, with FTR. For some reason in my head, I had just written the story that they would be coming to AW. <laughs> But it seems like they're going to impact. 
Yeah, that is a bit of a surprise. Um, I, uh, I I don't know if this is um, uh, ha- ha- has been reported with much uh, authority or or um, you know fact behind it. Mm. Um, but that's the strong that's the strong word going around social media the last day or so is that they are going to impact. I did I watched so much wrestling on the weekend. I, I watched Impact's weekly show. I haven't watched the pay-per-view that they the WrestleMania weekend pay-per-view that they did, the oh, multiverse geez. of matches or whatever. Um the only reason I bring it up is because uh, they did mention AW uh on that episode, which they haven't done since Kenny Omega. Sorry, they haven't done since Christian Cage was on the show. So I know there was – there wasn't a spat between the two companies, but they just sort of stopped mentioning each other. Um, I just thought that was significant that maybe maybe doors have reopened again. Mm. Maybe that forbidden doors creak and open a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there was – there was a while during that um, period when uh, Kenny, Kenny, and um, um, what are those tall? The Good Brothers. That's exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Uh, <laughs> when they were appearing um, on on AW broadcasts, but um, they were they were never members like uh, of the of the roster. They were just being shared, I suppose. Um, yeah, and uh, so maybe maybe they'll open up some something like that where um, where the Briscoes will be special guests or something. That's uh, in, in in some some events. Yeah, the uh, tag team champions are violent by design at the moment, and they're in a feud with the Good Brothers. But there's also a feud going on between the Motor City Machine Guns and Bullet Club, which is. Jay White and oh god, I can't remember the other guy's name. So they they don't have look. Jay White is one of those people, but my point is they don't have the strongest of tag team divisions. So there's a few good teams there. If they're going to, maybe they're going to float around a little bit and they're going to impact to have a feud with the Good Brothers. I could see that happening if they're. I mean, because the Priscos have been around for a while. The way FTR sort of talked about them at the end of Post that match, match it yeah. almost sounded like they were retiring or on the verge of retiring, or that would be the last time FTR wrestled them. So maybe the Briscoes are doing a world tour, <laughs> farewell to the world tour, and wrestling all the teams they want to wrestle before they head out on the way out. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why you would. I mean, they still would only be in their mid to late thirties. The Briscoes, right? I would think so. I just happen to be looking it up right now. Let's see if I can find it. And they're finally starting to get. I mean, I know they they've been relatively famous for a while, but they're starting to get some traction and recognition. Well, Mark Briscoe is thirty-seven, right? And. Uh... See if I can find his brother. There we go, Jay. He's thirty-eight. Mm, you could. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Maybe I'm, I, that that conspiracy theory I just made up seems very wrong. But anyway, Impact are doing. Look, 
Impact, I, I really, really enjoy watching Impact every week. I, I don't always watch it every week. When I do, I'd never really regret watching it. They do the best they can with what they've got. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, also, the Iconics are all the inspiration uh, <laughs> are on uh, Impact and it's worth... Even if the rest of it was utter shit, it would be worth sitting around for 10 minutes of the inspiration. Uh, but it's not. Everyone else is really good as well. Um, Samoa Joe is all elite. That's the other piece of news, which I just thought it was slightly newsworthy seeing he debuted on Ring of Honor, but then Tony put the Samoa Joe is all elite thing out where I was like, yeah. well, I assume we see Samoa Joe on Dynamite, yes? Oh, absolutely. Will that happen this week? Of course. Yeah, definitely. Will, who does he? Speaking of this week. This who is, does he this, come there after? Are, there are some, there are some really exciting uh, programs happening. Um, so Dynamite has uh, the Young Bucks versus FTR. Now, They've got both the AAA and the ROH tag titles, FTR. I believe they're actually putting them on the line for this match. They are. Both belts, both sets yeah. of belts. Yeah. I mean, that alone is that's, – that's, that's pay-per-view <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, if you don't want to watch – Stone Cold stunning Vince McMahon and watch some decent wrestling, then I'd advise you to tune into Dynamite <laughs> this week and watch FTR versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. And um, uh, there are, oh, I'm trying to remember now what the other um, the other matches are that have already been announced. Um, or is it just that one? Oh, maybe it's probably just that one because I just that's thought the, that's, that's the major one. That I know huge. there's a... There's another uh, women's match in the uh, Owen Car- uh, Owen Hart Cup, which I was I was under the impression for some reason I thought that was going to be a male tournament, but it's a female tournament. No, so. it, it, no, it's not. They're doing a male tournament as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're just doing the women's one first, and then the men's one. Uh, I think the the first uh, rounds of the men's one start on Wednesday. Ooh, well, there you go. Um, all right. Well, before we get onto those shows, because that'll be next week's episode, uh, we should probably talk about Dynamite and Rampage, which even though it was only three days ago, it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> uh, they probably, I, even though I enjoyed both shows a lot, I really enjoyed Dynamite this week. There isn't really a huge amount to talk about. I think Bring It Supercard of Honor is really the big talking point. But, um, Punk had a match with Max Caster. The thing that I found really interesting was his promo afterwards where he essentially put his 20 cents on the pool table and said, I play the winner of Adam Cole versus Hangman Page. I got dibs. Uh, which I got enormously excited about, which I'm sure you can imagine. Um, is this the right time for Punk to throw his hat in the ring into the heavyweight belt picture? I don't see why not. Like, uh, you know, why, why, why would it not be? Yeah. 
Although, uh, having said that, uh, <laughs> um, uh, first of all, I, I'm still surprised that um, that uh, they're giving Cole another go. Uh, like how? Mm. I don't think I can't think of any example of a major belt that they've given someone just a no. Oh, what am I talking about? Thunder Rosa just did it. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. her another go straight away. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they did. They did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> whoops. Okay, well, there's a correction. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately corrected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand uh, what you mean, though. They've they've been really um, uh, careful to not do that because that's a huge criticism of other promotions where they would just book the same two people for over and over years and years and years. And they don't. And also, the other thing with AEW is you don't need to. There are so many other people that are available. For to top the card that you don't have to. But um, I think they've been a little – I mean, would you, do you think that AW would take any of the criticism on board from social media about Adam Cole being buried and blah, 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 blah when he first came across? Or would it just be a simple case of, like, this was the plan all along and – Buried? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he he won his first ten matches and then um only only had a, a defeat against. Uh, hey man, I'm just playing devil's avocado here and using Twitter as a resource. That when Adam Cole lost, there was a whole bunch of Russian bots. I mean WWE fans talking about how uh, that uh, Adam Cole had been buried. Uh, by a ham and egger in <laughs> the Hangman Adam Page, but um, look, they wouldn't just, have taken any of that on board, right? Sorry, Mike. Um, sorry. <laughs> look, I um, this makes me think of the um, the, the the habit that uh, the, the the Fed would have of um, uh, playing hot potato with titles. Hmm. And um, to me, it it was somewhat demeaning and, and really sort of devalued the 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 the, the talent. Um, you know, yes, there. Is, I suppose there, you can think of a case that would justify it with someone like uh, the Miz, who um, you know might um, get a a cheating win and then you know lose next week, and you go, yeah, phew, whatever. Um, but aside from that, uh, to, be, to to take the title away from someone without them giving, without them having a chance to have a good, you know, three four month run, defending it a few times, showing that they are, you know, they justified their their, their achievement to get the belt in the first place, hmm. is really um, uh, makes them look weak. Yeah, uh, it's, it's bad booking. Yeah, poor booking. It yeah. really is. It's not. That's not even being a, a biased AW mark. I mean, if you if you give whether it's a heel or a babyface a belt and then take it off them, I mean, the amount of times that we were watching the Fed when we were doing the old fifteen minutes of Doom, and you know, like we'd watch pay per view together, and I don't know, let's say it was fucking Matt Cordona, you know, wins the US title, and then the next night on That's Raw, it's right. taken off him, you know, and. Like you just like well what <laughs> you, that even if it wasn't your 
intention to make him look like a fool, which we all probably think that it was, that's what it makes him look like. Yep. And good good luck trying to build. You can now you're going to have to spend another year, year and a half, two years to build him back up again in people's minds before you can even put him in a title picture. And that title was a mid card title. So good luck getting him anywhere near the top of the card. Yeah, no chance. And um, this is something that Tony's never done, and I can't no. see it ever happening. Um, uh, th- there, uh, unless no, I can't. I can't see it. Ever no, he doesn't he just, do it because he knows that. Yeah, because he knows that. There's the that famous Paul Heyman clip of uh, doing the interview on Inside the Ropes, where he just says it's basically the wrestling equivalent of that Wayne's World thing of like. You know, they tell two people and then they tell two people and then they tell two people and so on and so on. That's Paul Heyman's speech. I'm like, basically, you put two people in the main event, then you put another two people in a match against those two, and now you've got four main eventers. And then you bring in another two people to wrestle those four, and now you've got six main eventers and so on and so on and so on. It's a really simple ideology, and it's one that Tony lives by, and it works. It really, really well. You just got to look at Wheeler U. You've just got to look at Wheeler Uta this week. <laughs> the way they've booked Wheeler Uta this week mm. to show that, like, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I was wrong or go back on what I've thought and blah, blah. I'm still not 100% sold on Uta, but I, I'm much more interested in him today than I was this time last week. And that's because of the way he's been booked. Okay, so th- this uh, this came uh, th- this uh, line of thinking came uh, to me when you asked about Punk challenging Colin and Hangman. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess what I'm saying is essentially to summarize it. I think Hangman needs another three or four months. I don't think anyone mm. should take it off him. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um. Is Punk the man to take it off him? Face on face? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, that that's what makes me think it's going to be Adam Cole. The thing is, man, they, they could keep the Adam Cole and Hangman story going for another six months. They probably wouldn't, but they could at least do it for another three, six months, have Adam Cole eventually win, and then Punk and Cole are the next the next main event feud, right? And at the end of that um at the end of that six months, we got Kenny Omega coming back. And he's not gonna want anything else. So that's <laughs> gonna be very interesting. Oh man. I don't know. I think I might actually explode if Sam Punk and Kenny Omega have a feud. <laughs> genuinely that that's the kind of feud really like well you just book that for 10 years right just just put that i mean you just you just brock lesnar roman reigns it you just set those two at the top of the <laughs> card and never have anyone in there ever again god they don't even have kenny omega on the roster at the <laughs> moment paul omega punk danielson um uh, who is? Could you ask John mi- Moxley, mixed, mox, Samoa Joe. Joe? Oh my! Oh, I, I just re- remind, uh, remember Dan Housen. 
<laughs> I've never actually seen Dan Housen wrestle. He's good. He's good in ring, man. It's like Orange Cassidy where you're like, oh, God, is it like, yeah. Um, At first you're like, oh, God, this guy's horrible. And then eventually you're like, oh, no, actually he's brilliant. So, Joe, um, I haven't been really close because I haven't been watching the Fed broadcasts, but mm. I have seen, you know, read the highlights and, and read the news items. Um, he he was given a managerial or a coaching role for a while, and I uh, thought that was, was because he was seriously injured. Is yeah, that well? He was commentating on Raw and SmackDown, and then he just disappeared out of that. Like was just wasn't doing that anymore. Um, and then he then he reappeared in NXT, basically to take over from William Regal as the GM of NXT. Um, and he was doing that for a couple of months and then they completely overhauled NXT and then he was just off TV. Oh, right. So, so it's when they when they became the rainbow brand bullshit. Yep, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. The, the Bruce Pritchard, you know, NXT Bruce Pritchard 2.0. <laughs> okay, um, so are you aware of any, any injuries that he's – no? No, no okay. not that I'm aware of. I mean, he's a little bit older now, so I don't know whether he wants to wrestle – the way that he did when he was younger. But, I mean, Joe's wrestling style isn't overly taxing. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not flying off the top rope and doing, you know what I mean? Like he's more of a grinder in the ring and stuff. So um, he may have had some problems, but not that. But, again, when people are in the Fed, who knows? that You you don't get any information, you know. So He's more strikes and submissions, yeah. I'm sure we'll find out on the uh, obligatory Talk is Jericho episode that will come out this week with <laughs> with Samoa Joe. Um, we've kind of already touched on this, but Wheeler Yuta had an amazing week uh, which started on Dynamite uh, in a match against Daniel Bryan. Uh, whoop, Bryan Danielson. We should have a WWE jar for every week where I say someone's fucking WWE name. Um, I might do that. From now on, every time I do that, I'll put a dollar towards a charity. Um, Willie Yuta got his head kicked in by Brian Danielson, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. Did he – In I know you're a fan already, but in your mind, did he hold his own uh, with Mr. Danielson? Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, he's really stepping up. And uh, justifying the the push, um, I, I agree with what we, you know, what you and I have both. Uh, I'll, I'll repeat what you and I have both said previously, in that if he could, um, uh, you know, actually show some show some facial expressions occasionally and <laughs> be, mm. be a bit more uh, expressive and and do some story intelligent just with your eyes, you know. Um, then it would it would help. Um, like you got some of the maestros out there, like like Punk and Danielson. You, mm. Some of the best things they do have nothing to do with actual physical force or anything. All they're doing is looking at the fans, looking at the camera, and and telling a story with their face. Like yeah, yeah. So these guys need to yeah, uh, Mox, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Kingston's the king of that. You know, pardon the pun, but he is. You know, like, um, but he is a kid. You know, and he's gone basically straight from the indies onto national television. So, um, 
it is interesting to see, uh, and this is no disrespect to the best friends. No one loves the best friends more than Damien Gibson. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's everything I love about pro wrestling. But Wheeler Yuta has been a part of the best friends for what, 12 months, 6, 12 months. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, it was um, uh, when... Um, it was when Trent got injured. Trent, yeah. Trent yeah, so nine, ten months at least. Hmm. And didn't really get over, well, not with me at all. Like, it's just interesting that, like, as soon as he's working with top-tier talent, you really see the best come out of him. And that, I don't mean any disrespect to Chuck T or Orange Cassidy or... Um, Chris Statlander or anyone in that group, but it it does make a, it just shows how much of a difference working with a Brian Danielson compared to say a Chuck Taylor can can do, right? Absolutely, yeah. If if you know if, if that's what he's bringing to the table, then I need to compete and bring myself up to the same level, and he's done that. He's done. Like, just, yeah, I'm really I'm really intrigued to see what happens with this, this Ring way. of Honor stuff and. Um, yeah, I'll be really interested to see who else they put down in uh, Ring of Honor as well because Wheeler Yuta's won. Uh, they had Lee Moriarty down there as well. We were talking about that last week of like who would be the younger guys to go to Ring of Honor. Um, I'm yeah. really fascinated about this uh, this pure title. I've never – I mean, I think I've heard it mentioned once or twice in, in, in the mm. times that I've kept up with wrestling news but never really found out how it works. And it's interesting – Read out all the, when I read all the uh, all the rules, I just thought this is a, a great way to sort of be that bridge between, you know, traditional sport and pro wrestling because it's yeah. quite, it's really good. Yeah, I really yeah I really enjoyed it as well. I'd seen it a few times on the weekly Ring of Honor product, but yeah, it's cool. I really like it a lot. Um, we get a nice build with the newly christened undisputed elite. So now we can use all the gimmicks from NXT, the UE <laughs> gimmicks that Adam Cole and Red Dragon have in NXT. Now they can just, so instead of Undisputed Era, if you didn't watch NXT, they were called Undisputed Era. Now they're called Undisputed Elite. So we can just use all the graphics from that and copy and paste it across to put an AEW logo on it. So that's a nice little <laughs> build. Oh, see, Where- I thought... If they're not allowed to call themselves the Undisputed Era, then they should be called the Disputed Era. Yeah, that's not bad. But they do their weird little gang signs and stuff that they yeah. do. It's like <laughs> yeah, this. I'm trying to do it for Paul now, and I'm looking like the widest man in the world. Um, this is just a nice slow build between Hangman and uh, and and Adam Cole, Bebe. I'm enjoying it. It's There isn't really much else to say about this. Um, the next thing that happened that I was very excited about, I don't really know if you've seen any of her work, is that Tony Storm debuted. Have you seen any of Tony Storm at all? I haven't, no. And um, when I uh, was watching this, I was surprised that she was being billed from the Gold Coast, Australia, because um, I'm pretty sure she's a Kiwi. So I don't know. What the- no, she's from Australia. Oh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, as soon like once she cuts a promo, you'll be like, ah, yeah, no, she's definitely, <laughs> she's definitely from the Gold Coast. <laughs> go tribe. Yeah, it's the only thing I get nationalistic about these days is Australian wrestlers doing well. <laughs> um, 
Look, I just uh, whenever this happens, especially with the with the women when they come across from WWE and and debut in AEW, we saw it with Ruby Soho, um, and we saw it this week with Tony Storm. Just there's this sense, this palpable sense of relief that comes across in the camera of like, oh, I'm here and I'm on a card and the crowd are cheering me and I've got a booker who believes in me and, oh, fuck, this is so nice. It's just palpable. Like you just read it on the person's face. Now, you know, a, a cynical man would say that that's what they're trying to sell, but I don't, I don't, those particular debuts, Ruby Soho and, and Tony Storm, I think, it was really evident how that was genuine, absolutely. Yeah, how happy they were to just be yep. <laughs> on a promotion, doing what they love in front of a big crowd, and and not having to worry about all the palaver that supposedly goes on backstage at the Fed. It was. I just thought it was. It's a moment that I'll remember. Whenever I think about Tony Storm from now on, I will think about that moment. It's just really nice to see someone happy doing the thing that they love, right? Yeah, she was she was crying tears of joy after that match. It yeah. Was, it was great. It's beautiful. Uh, someone who was also crying tears of joy was me at the end of this episode because I finally got to see fucking Andrade wrestle someone half decent in a <laughs> in a main event. Uh, and when I say half decent, I mean really decent in Darby Allen. Um, I really enjoyed this match. There isn't, again, we're not really the kind of podcast that goes through things spot by spot, but do you have any takeaways from the Andrade Darby Allen feud? Is it something you want to see more of? Was this enough for you? What were you feeling? Uh, I, I suppose I was surprised that it was, um, given a TV spot, like rather than being saved. A pay-per-view. A pay-per-view yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so the, yeah, there was that, but also um, there was a bit that there was a, a sense that I had that this is I've noticed this before that Derby's matches, unless you consider something like you know last week's just absolute chaos mayhem, hmm. stairs and ladders and craziness <laughs> with uh you know three on three or four on four or whatever it was. Hmm. Aside from that kind of stuff, his singles matches pretty much. Exactly the same every single match. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, you know, like um, he gets he gets beaten down for three or four minutes, hmm. and then has a, a surprising comeback, does a coffin drop, and wins. Like, mm. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is pretty much the yeah. That's the <laughs> Look, I I. I like Darby. It took me a, a, a while to warm up with Darby. I, re- I really like him, but I can completely see that that criticism. I, I would really like to see Andrade. I, I'd love to see. I mean, I know they're close friends and stuff. I'd love to see Andrade have a 30-minute match with Bandito, for example, or even John Gresham after Supercard of Honor or Brian Danielson, um, any of those guys, like the in-ring General, even believe Dax Harwood. Like, um, like I don't know if those styles match. I mean, I'm, I, me personally, I'd be interested to see these guys wrestle more, but I don't know if they, I don't know if they click together in the ring. Yeah, just throw them together; it'll work. Um, and also, like, we just got to get Andrade 
away from all this Matt Hardy palaver that's left over. I mean, Matt Hardy isn't even in his own faction anymore and Andrade is still in there. Like, it's a mess. Let's just scrap it, move on, get Chavo back as his manager and everything will be apples. Um, Rampage chat, well, it was all about Big Will Hobbs versus Keith Lee, right? Big well, meaty boys slapping their meat around. And uh, <laughs> there's a special, I was saying to Kelly when I was watching it, there's a special kind of um, hush that falls over the crowd when two big boys get into the ring together. People fucking love watching big dudes Hell yeah. slap the shit out of each other. <laughs> did it live up to expectations? Uh, did it live up to expectations? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it felt like there was a bit of hype around this, I mean, like not to blow it out of proportion, but it felt like people were keen to see it. I was interested to see what you thought of it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, in, in fact, I, I really enjoyed the, the whole the whole ep. Um, you know, this is fresh in my mind because I watched it just before our, mm-hmm. our recording. Um, yeah, I haven't seen. I, I think it was about a. It was a pretty long match, actually. I think it was about sort of sixteen minutes. It's pretty. Mm. I thought that was the best Keith Lee's look since he's come across. Not that Keith Lee's been doing bad work or anything, but I just I think if you hadn't been a if you hadn't watched him in the Fed or um and didn't really know much about him and were a little confused about what all the hype was about with Keith Lee, that this match would help go a long way to, you know, making you understand why everybody loves him so much. Um you know, for someone to use indubitably uh, in a promo no. and, you know, I mean, I know Chris Jericho made a big deal about it, but, <laughs> it, you know, he's correct. Like to be using it in the correct, <laughs> in the correct um, tense. it too. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, uh, I've, they probably need to calm down on the, the professor gimmick. He's starting to get a little bit like Macho Man's brother. He'll be coming out as a valid, valid Victorian outfit next <laughs> with a scroll and stuff but uh i there was probably for me there was a bit of a sensible palpable uh, a palpable sense of relief with keith lee having a really good match for some reason i i want these guys who come across from the fed to to do well so badly that i get nervous for them <laughs> so when they do have a great match i'm like oh okay great i can I can relax, you know. No, I was a bit perplexed at the um, the booking decision to have the um, the ref um, interference, the ref distraction, like he was out on the on the outside dealing with Starks and whatever else, and then Hobbs pinned him, and it was like a clean pin. Hmm. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. Understand what what the point like it kind of made uh it kind of made it um kind of hmm, it didn't seem to really i don't know what i'm trying to say it didn't really suit his character it didn't really it it, it made him look a little weak in fact because he was he he won after being pinned just because the ref was distracted the Keith Lee won because the ref was distracted. No, well, Keith Lee won. He did pin Hobbs after being pinned, 
but because he yeah, didn't get yeah. he didn't get counted and he didn't lose the match because the yeah, ref it makes wasn't him watching. look weak, weak as a baby face because he yeah because he'd already been pinned previously so Hobbs basically got the win clean that's right but the, yeah yeah that is that, that is strange actually and I didn't even think about it until you just brought it up it, was, it wasn't <laughs> as if he like he didn't he didn't um he didn't whack him in the nuts or anything no it was just there was no dastardly behavior yeah but didn't Ricky Starks come down and distract or something? Yeah, and he and he um he swatted the chair in his face or something like that. I think it was, um, Keith. Lee. Maybe they thought that that was enough heel action to justify. Nah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I get what you're saying though. That's yeah. I wouldn't have booked it like that. Um, hey, um, look, there were a couple of things that I I did pick up from the rest of this episode though. Um, one was um uh that when they did a segment with uh Sammy and uh, Sam, uh, uh, Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. and Tay Conti. And Tay Conti. Um, when they smashed Dan Lambert's car, um, they were wearing shirts that read, You people, E W, comma, people. Mm hmm. Meta. Uh, ooh, people. Yeah. Ooh, people. No, I think they're making a comment about the fact that, you know, this is what people are saying to them about being a bit ill. <laughs> and they're, oh. like, owning it. They're, like, owning it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it just <laughs> dawned on me. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope th- I hope they finally fucking cotton on to the rest of the world going, ugh. <laughs> I think it's probably and look, um, our listenership is almost predominantly fifty percent American and fifty percent British now. So I don't, I don't want to upset our American fans. But there is a tendency of our American cousins to be a little bit more confident than, let's say, everybody else on planet Earth. So I think maybe they <laughs> might have, like they're owning it, man. You know what I mean? That's who we are, and everybody's like an ooh person. Yeah. Um, Maybe and- they look if they if they are playing five D chess and manipulating all of us to have these reactions. Then great, but I don't know if they're. Mm. I don't know if they are, man. Um, there was another bit that I, I found very interesting. It was a bit of uh, a bit of inside baseball um, during the trios match, which was the. Uh, Knights of the Black Throne or Kings of the Black Throne, which is which, I can't remember, um, versus um, uh, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, and um, that other guy. Fuego. Fuego de Sol. Um, at one point, uh, Brody King did a pretty amazing dive on the outside, considering how goddamn big he is. Yeah, big boy. And he, um, he landed on Grayson and Uno, and... Uh, pretty quickly like turned over and uh, like started to bring himself up, but he was concerned about Grayson, so he grabbed his palm and had a bit of a squeeze. Oh <laughs> the old palm squeeze. <laughs> you're not a you're not a referee, Brody King. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um everyone was okay, obviously. Yeah. If you haven't if you're if you don't watch Dynamite Rampage and you get your AW news from us <laughs> Everyone was fine. And uh, the other note that I got down was that I thought uh, 
the um, Owen Hart tournament match that was held between Jamie Hayter and Sky Blue, that was very cheeky. <laughs> very, very cheeky. Yeah, there's a tendency of the uh, – how do we talk about this as old men without sounding like Jim Ross? There's a tendency uh, of the younger ladies in the promotion to um, wear bum huggers. <laughs> <laughs> but the other way, like the other inverted bum huggers, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, both of them had a lot of cheek in that match. <laughs> um, it was a good match, actually. I really, I like, uh, I like Sky Blue, and I think Jamie Hayter uh, should be la pushed. Uh, that's not grammatically correct in French or English, should be pushed to the top of the card. <laughs> um, uh, that brings us to the end of this week, man. Is there a spot of the week? Well, um, I spotted a few. I spotted. I uh, Ooh, identified, good. I identified a few moments that I thought were worth bringing up. Um, in the... Uh, Swerve Zane match. He did a po- Zane is uh, the he Zane did a pro dance pal uh, poison hurricane rana from the outside from the from the from the apron, uh, flipping Swerve off the. Um, oh yeah, that, off, yeah. <laughs> that was. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that was very impressive. Genuinely stupendous. Uh, popped. I popped on the couch. <clears throat> yeah, there was a couch pop. Um, yeah, uh, that's a really good choice. But you had a couple of others as well that you wanted to mention. Yes, I did. Uh, Mark Briscoe did a corkscrew off the top rope onto Cash Wheeler on the outside. Went you know through the amazing action of that thirty-minute match. That was one that I picked out that just thought. <sighs> Wow. Hmm. Impressive. Um, Bandito uh, did a one-minute vertical suplex. Yeah, that would have been my choice. It was amazing. God damn. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought I'd go with something a bit different uh, this week, and that was uh, during the uh, Danielson-Wheeler-Uta match. Rather than a high spot or a or a um, uh, a flippy spot, um, there was one moment where Yuta was thrown to the side of the ring uh, under the ropes, and in the moment I was expecting he's just going to be out there like he's going to just fall onto the outside and be lying down for a while, recover, and then get a ten count and then come back in eventually. But no. He just grabbed the rope, flipped, like spun right back round and got straight up and was back in Danielson's face. Mm. And that, yeah, that was me, good. was just, just said a lot about the way that he has stepped up and is now in that prime position to be justifying all this pushing. So, yeah, that's my spot of the week for the week. Uh, well, I feel like... Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon have been robbed there, but Wheeler Uta and Brian Danielson get spot of the week. 
the look on Paul's face is like he's going to drive around to my house and murder me. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you for supporting us. Listenership is up again this month. We really appreciate that. Um, this is where we do the call to action to for a peek around the the corner, uh, the corner, the curtain. Even uh, if you can tell, if you've got mates who are into wrestling, tell them about our podcast. Like, there's these two idiots in um, in Australia, and they only talk about AEW and now Ring of Honor wrestling, <laughs> um, which is also AEW. You guys know what what we mean. Anyway, tell your friends, rate and review. Follow us on socials. However, if you're younger than us and you've got other ways of telling people about things, do that. Use the TikToks. Use the whatever. Um, But until next time, brother dudes, may your wrestling be good wrestling. And his his name name is Anthony Anthony Bowens. Bowens. (laughs) Almost went to say Wheeler (laughs) Yuta. 